Welcome back, folks. Bill and I here again. We are continuing our scouting series. So in the last episode, you heard us talk through the offensive tackles, uh, our initial impressions of the players in the overarching class. Uh, we are back today to talk about the 2023 class of edge rushers. Um, so welcome back, Bill. What are your thoughts on the edge class of 2023? What a what a class it is. Uh, unlike our our tackle class, which I feel is really top heavy, um, this is an incredibly deep class. This is a very talented class, and this is a very versatile class. There's there's an edge rusher for uh, every scheme and every taste. It it sounds like all the way from you know giant almost three hundred pound edge rushers that are six foot seven to you know edge rushers that you know are significantly smaller and ran a four three eight at the combine. So yeah, all kinds this time. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I I think I mentioned to you and Zach in our group text message that this may be my favorite class of edge rushers that I've ever come across. Um, I mean, it's fantastic from top to bottom. Um, you know, Bill and I were talking at uh, before we jumped on the recording here, and I said I've got eleven players that are first or second round grades. Um, so if we miss talking about your favorite edge rusher in the class, uh, it's not because we, we don't think that they're any good. Uh, it's probably because we just don't have the time to go through, you know, 35 guys because this is just such a good class. It's very deep. Um, and I think you're going to get some premier, absolutely premier edge rushers, um, in the NFL this year from a rookie standpoint. So I'm super excited to talk about this class, Bill. I'm sure you are as well. I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, there's, there's a, I think uh, for a spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure I have first round grades on seven guys, but to your point around uh, first or second round grades, I'm pretty sure it's 10 or 11 guys for me too. Yeah. It's one of those things where I, I almost, you know, as a Steeler fan, I'm pretty happy because we've got, you know, picks 32 and I think 49 is our other second round pick. Um, but if I'm at the top of the second round, you know, one of those teams, like I think you're just going to, you know, have a field day because, you know, while other people are going to be drafting, you know, quarterbacks are obviously going to push some of these edge rushers down the board. The offensive line class will push some of them down the board. Wide receivers, you know, anybody going for some of those different positions, not all of these guys that we have first round grades on are going to, you know, just by the sheer way the math works out, they won't go in the first round. But if I'm in the top 10 of the second round, man, I'm going to have my pick of some excellent, excellent edge rushers. And even if my favorite one came off the board at the end of the first round or middle of the first round, I've still got plenty of fantastic options uh, in that second round and, and even moving further down the line. Um, yeah. So it's it's going to be a fun class to talk about. I love the point that you brought up, Bill, about the versatility. We've got guys that can play off the ball, 3-4 outside linebacker. We've got 4-3 defensive ends. We've got guys that were playing uh, three technique defensive tackle and then also jumping out to the edge to rush on occasion. Um, lots of, you know, really versatile athletes. Um, fantastic class. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of, um, you know, the the evaluations that are going to be done by front offices is not necessarily who's the better player, but who's the better player for our particular scheme. Yeah. Um, you know, because there are guys that could probably you know, play a little bit of inside out, but there are, you know, several guys that you probably want 
solely being an edge in a 3-4 yeah. or, you know, a 4-3 a, a edge, but there's not that translatability. Um, so, you know, this may be an interesting draft be, just because it may not necessarily be the uh, best player available, but that right fit for whatever that team needs. Exactly. So, um, it, it'll be interesting to see how it how it plays out, but it's it, this is the deepest class of of edge rushers that that I can remember. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, cool. So we'll jump into the rankings. Um, like I mentioned at the onset, if your favorite edge rusher does not show up on our rankings, don't be offended. It's probably not because we think they're bad. It's because we try to keep these episodes to like an hour to an hour and a half. And if we had to go through every single edge rusher that is of draft quality or even of the you know, first three round quality. I mean, this would be a four hour episode and we just don't have the time to do that. Um, so, you know, uh, reach give out it, to us. Yeah. Give us a break, fam. We've got, <laughs> we've got families. <laughs> we got things to do, uh, but this is an amazing class. So don't be offended. We probably have your guy in our, our third or fourth round bracket. Uh, I'll maybe give a, a full, you know, 15 um, towards the end of the podcast, but just to start off, we're only going to give our top tens. Um, and I have first and second round grades on all of these dudes. So we'll jump, you know, kind of dive right in. Number one, I've got Will Anderson Jr. Uh, from Alabama. Number two, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Three, Nolan Smith from Georgia. Four, Felix uh, an Anudike, I can't. Anudike, Anudike, Uzama, Felix Anudike Uzama. Sorry, it takes me a little bit of time to figure that one out. It's tongue twisting. We still love you, Felix. Yeah, fantastic player. Very excited to talk about him. Um, number five, we've got Will McDonald from Iowa State. Number six, Zach Harrison from Ohio State. Number seven, Andre Carter from Army. Number eight, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Number nine, Miles Murphy from Clemson. And number 10, Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. Um, so all fantastic prospects. Excited to talk about them. Um, but Bill, what are your top 10? So my top 10 are Will Anderson from Alabama, uh, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, Felix Enudike Uzama from Kansas State, Miles Murphy uh, from Clemson, Nolan Smith uh, from Georgia, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, Will McDonald uh, from Iowa State, Andre Carter uh, from Army, Zach Harrison um, from Ohio State, and Mike Morris rounds out my top 10 uh, from the University of Michigan. Awesome. A lot of Big 10 and Big 12 this year, which has been yeah. interesting. Um so, you know, Big 12 has for years been sort of uh, much maligned for its lack of defense. And yet, uh, I think four of the top 10, four or five of the top 10 are Big 12 guys. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, we'll start at the top. Uh, we both had Will Anderson as number one. So, Bill, give me your evaluation of a guy who has pretty much been a consensus top three pick, um, almost ideally slated to end up in Arizona, um, you know, pending the Cardinals choose to go that direction. But give me your evaluation of Will Anderson. Yeah, I mean, he's got prototypical size. Uh, you know, he's he's 
you know, 6'4", 243. Uh, probably fits best as a 3-4 uh, uh, edge guy. Um, he could probably go... I, I don't like his fit as much in a 4-3 as an end, um, but I think you cannot, you cannot create a better 3-4 um, edge uh, in terms of body type, but not only that, his movement skills are unbelievable. Um, he's got a very um, advanced uh, repertoire of pass rush moves. Uh, he's he's good in and serviceable in the in the running game. You know, he's he's not going to get blown off the ball, but he's not. That's not his forte. He's a he's a pass rush specialist. Um, I I think he's there, he's he's a pretty pretty safe, um, you know, number one overall player here, you know, played against the best competition, uh, in the sec really kind of a can't miss guy. Um, you know, I do have a, a little bit of concerns about how well he holds up just from a size perspective in the running game against, you know, NFL tackles. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I think Will Anderson's going to be a double-digit sack guy uh, sooner rather than later in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic prospect. Um, I love his – he's got a very explosive first step, and he's got great bend. You know, I, we talk about – for yes. folks who maybe listened to – to last year, we talked about you know, how I liked Kayvon Thibodeau and that bend around the offensive tackle, um, the ability to get low and get leverage. He has a fantastic job there. Excellent power on the bull rush and his excellent pad level on the bull rush. And he uses that bull rush almost as as the primary move, but he can play a lot of different moves off of that bull rush to keep tackles guessing. Um, he's slippery through blockers in the run game. Uh, I agree with you, Bill. I don't think the run is his I mean, compared to his pass rush ability. He's not quite as good in the run, but he's still very good in the run. He's, he finds a way to navigate through the blockers and he's very strong on the edge. I think that's something that's an underrated quality for edge rushers um, or for edge players is that in the run game, Maybe they're not making the play all the time, but they are setting the edge. They are not letting that back or that, you know, whoever the ball carrier is get outside of them. Uh, Will Anderson does a very nice job of that. So he may not have a lot of splash plays in the run uh, compared to what you would see from his uh, pass rush tape. Um, but I think he's underrated from that standpoint. Now, though I really like Will Anderson, I see, you know, based off of what this class looks like, He's the number one prospect. He's the most ready-made prospect. You're exactly right, Bill. He's a blue-chip talent, but I don't know if he has the highest upside. You know, we could easily look back on this class in a few years, and some of the guys who are further down the list right now could easily catch up to him. Not That's not a detriment to Will Anderson. That's not taking away anything from Will Anderson because he's a fantastic talent. Um, but you're, there are some other guys here that may have a little bit more upside that may be a little bit more raw. Um, and as they get polished, they may end up being better in the long run than will anderson but will anderson right now ready made easily justify him at number three of the cardinals i think you could justify him at number to number uh two with the texans if you really wanted to make the case but they're obviously gonna be going for a quarterback um but i like will anderson for sure yeah, I, I think the, maybe the other knock on him is is kind of the position versatility. He's not going to be a guy that's going to put his hand in the dirt. So I think that kind of limits you. But then again, I mean, it's not like 
you know, these defenses today, you know, only operate out of base fronts anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, hard not to not to like things about Will Anderson. And I love your point about his, his bull rush and using that as, as sort of his template to set other moves up. And when you're talking about, you know, that level of intelligence and that level of, of uh, tactical, um, tactical brilliance in a pass rusher can only lead to good things. Absolutely. But you did mention a couple of guys that that potentially could end up being the best in this class. And I, I think we both have Tyree Wilson uh, from Texas Tech at number two. What did you like about Tyree Wilson? Oh, Tyree Wilson. I don't know who it's going to be that's going to end up with him. Um, I mean, he could easily go at number three to the Cardinals. Looking at the kind of the landscape of the draft, I also, I mean, if you're the Lions, if you're the Seahawks, I mean, I can't envision that this guy would go you know, drop any further than those ones, but they are getting this absolutely incredible, a little bit raw, but incredible athlete. Um, he is powerful. He is fast. He can play a little bit high, which I think goes into that that raw ability, and he wins on pure talent. Um, he has skill, right? But usually he's just beating people because he's just better. He's bigger, stronger, and faster than them. Um, he's got a really nice get skitty move, uh, which we talked about a little bit. If you know, remember last year we talked about Devontae Wyatt, where he would turn his shoulders to the sideline and kind of get skinny and work his way through the defense that way. He's got a really good move like that. Uh, and he can split the line that way. Um, he uses his length really well. He has more ideal size than Will Anderson. Uh, his raw power is absolutely insane. And again, with with coaching, I think this guy in particular, if you would have you know sort of transplanted him from the 2023 class into the 2022 class, I think he would have been the first overall pick. I don't know if I can say the same thing about Will Anderson. Um but when you look at Tyree Wilson, I mean, this guy is your prototypical edge rusher. He could be a 3-4 outside backer. He could be a 4-3 end. But he is just going to be a disruptive force. Tyree Wilson is the reason why people nitpick offensive tackles arm length. That's the reason. Yes, exactly. That's the whole reason. Because you, you can watch Tyree Wilson and if he can extend those go-go gadget arms and get that that offensive tackle off of him. That offensive tackle has very little chance of recovering. He, he's like a. There were a couple plays that I watched, and you know, even on running downs, and it was like, oh, there's a there's a hole to his left or to his right, and he just like go-go gadget. I mean, he's like a giant squid. He just like you know, <laughs> reaches out and grabs people, and just like he's a he's a really special talent, and I think. I think he's only scratching the surface. Yeah. Now this is the type of guy that I could see being positioned versatile. He can be a four-three edge or a three-four edge. Um, he's got the the length. Uh, he's pretty solid in the run game too, which you know a lot of these guys that are pure pass rushers aren't necessarily. But he's just so big. 
Um, you know, he he really does a good job of keeping his head up, which is a you know also a defensive tackle trait, but being able to to disengage, keep your head up, and find the ball. Um, so, you know, I think Wilson right now wins a lot just because he's better than the guy across from him, but when he gets a better, and not that his, not that his repertoire is, is poor today of his pass rush moves, but the more that he gains with NFL coaching, he could be, he could be really, really special. Um, I, I think the sky's the limit for Tyree Wilson. Yeah. And, and the other, the other part to mention is, is the explosivity in the first step as an edge rusher. Um, so that's one thing that I, that I think I failed to mention that I want to bring up and make sure the listener is aware of. But the other thing, and I don't know if you saw this, and I, I can't remember the specific team they were playing. I want to say it was Baylor, but I could be wrong. Um, there is a play in one of his highlight reels or on his tape somewhere where he where he stunts inside from the edge and he gets a little bit of momentum. And that poor guard who had to absorb him coming through is, I mean, it, it just an absolutely brutal display. Um, so I'm, he was very close to becoming my number one when I first watched him. Um, I still give Will Anderson the edge because he's a more finished product, but Tyree Wilson at the end of the day could absolutely end up being the, the best player out of this entire class. Not just, not just the edge. I'm talking the whole draft. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson are both sort of those speed to power guys. The difference is Will Anderson's, you know, 240. Tyree Wilson is 6'6", 270. Right. Yeah. Different animal. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't think you can go wrong with either of these two guys. But, man, the the possibilities are endless with Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Um, So those are our top two. Um, Who was your number three? My number three was the guy you first introduced me to, uh, Felix Andudike Uzoma from Kansas State. We're going to call him FAU for the remainder FAU. of the pod, just, to, just for, so we don't have to butcher his name. Anymore. Home of the Owls? Yeah, Home of the Owls. <laughs> we'll just call him Felix. Yeah, anyway, Felix, yeah. Uh, you know, when you when you first um, put, on, put on his tape, because I had not started scouting edge guys yet. This was a, a little while ago. You threw on the, you threw on the old uh, uh, YouTube's for me, um, and I was like, I hadn't really heard a lot about him. And the very first play in his highlight tape, uh, he he gets a really good burst off the edge. It's a it's a uh, pass play, and the the opposing tackle reaches out to to get his hands on, and he slaps the hands down dips the shoulder, rips through the tackle and blows up the quarterback. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, um, he's, he's a, I don't know if he prodigy is the right word. The the kids, he's 21 years old. I mean, he's, he's a young guy, but he's so advanced, um, from a, from a pass rush standpoint, he could do either as, as well. You know, he's, he's, you know, six, three, two fifty five. um, this the play speed is unbelievable. The burst off the ball, yeah. um, he's already off the snap. He's already in the opposition backfield within a half of a second. Um, there's not a lot not to like about about this guy. Now, um, is he a finished product? Uh, does he have the same you know level of 
uh, technicality that, that a Will Anderson has to his pass rush. Not yet. Um, but for where he is in his career, he's very advanced. Yeah. Um, he holds up pretty well in the run game too. Um, but you know, he, he's the type of guy that, that plays bigger than his listed weight. Um, he would be outstanding in a in a in a three four edge type role. He can also put his hand in the dirt. He's very well built. He's muscular. Um, not a lot not to like about this guy. Um, the be- his best football is for sure ahead of him. I would have no problem with somebody taking him within the top fifteen picks. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's it's interesting. So you know. We talked about Will Anderson Jr. We talked about Tyree Wilson in the top five, probably. Um, I've got Felix as my number four. I've got Nolan Smith as my number three. But they're all top ten guys, in my opinion. All four of them. Um, And so... Yeah, I think that, you know, the way that... The way that he plays, um, you know, he, he just looks faster than than everybody else on the field. And yeah. um, I, I I mean, double digit sacks this year. Um, there's not there's not much uh, not to like about his game. I, I do think that he can play a little high at times. Um, and there's times I think he gets a little bit over his skis. Um, yeah. But that's pretty coachable. So, yeah. you know, I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate to to take him in the top fifteen. Yeah, and I think the the part that separates him for me is one. I think he has the most refined repertoire of moves in the pass rush game um, than anybody in the class. Now he's not as technically sound like you mentioned as Will Anderson, but he is adept with any type of move, whether it's the bull rush, whether it's the dip and rip, whether it's the the juke out come in, whether it's that sort of sidestep jump uh, and then get below the tackle, slapping the hands, all these different things. I mean, he's got an absolutely enormous repertoire of moves. He has fantastic bend. He's got a high motor, never gives up on the play. Fantastic first step, incredibly explosive. And actually, I think he's better against the run than Will Anderson. Oh, I agree. Great reading recognition in the run game. I think he's a more well-rounded prospect, although not as much of a finished product than Will Anderson. Um, I think he's very much like last year's Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing that I would have a concern about him with is I think he's a much better fit as a as a three four edge than a four three edge. He's six three two fifty five. I mean, he probably could hold his own on a four three, but you, he may not have the length uh, to to do that. So yeah. I think you know his better fits probably at sort of that three four edge guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I love I love Felix. I think he's my favorite player in the draft right now. Um, you know, consensus. A lot of people are talking about him as a second round pick. He's an absolute steal in the second round. If that's true, if I were the GM of a team, I would have no problem pulling the trigger. Honestly, in the top ten, depending on my need, uh, depending on who else was there, obviously, but uh, easily top fifteen. But if I mean, my goodness, if you're going to grab him in the second round, I mean, laugh your way to the bank. No way he goes in the second round. I just don't see it. Yeah. I, 
he's going to go he's going to go a lot higher than some some of the pundits think. Yeah, if he does go in the second round then the NFL is a bunch of jabronis. Well, so <laughs> so we'll see. Um so I had him at 4 although the difference I think was negligible between him and uh Nolan Smith at 3. I mean, to be honest with you, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Nolan Smith, Felix um and Will McDonald are all 1A B C D E F in my opinion. Talk to me a little bit about Nolan Smith, because I I have him a little bit further down. He's my uh, I think he's my number five, um, and it's it's purely because of his size. I don't know necessarily how well he fits. Yeah. Um. But but talk to me about what you see in his game. Yeah, I mean the thing you always talk about with with Nolan Smith is his incredible speed, especially after the display that he oh put on at the combine. What did he run a four three eight or something? <laughs> something obscene, uh, which is which is ridiculous. Um, and I put no stock into the combine, um, just for the listeners' sake. I, I know Zach has said that on the pod before. I think maybe you have as well. But I don't put any stock in that stuff. I don't care how much you bench press. I, I want to watch your tape. I want to see what you play like on the field. And when I put on Nolan Smith's tape, I thought I was going to see, I thought I was going to see BJ Ojolari, who's another guy we may not get to talk about, but BJ Ojolari is just a speed rusher in my opinion. Um, he runs himself out of plays. He has a limited move set. He's not very powerful. He's not super strong. He runs himself out of the play quite a bit. Uh, doesn't mean he's not draftable or anything. I mean, I've got like a fourth round grade on BJ Ojolari, but that's what I expected to see when I put on Nolan Smith. The difference in what I saw is this guy is brutal. He may be small, but he is an absolute brutal player. Yeah. And he uses his strength to his advantage, and he uses his his sort of quote-unquote lack of size to his advantage, a la James Harrison. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not as strong as James Harrison, but he uses his leverage incredibly well. Um, he is a fantastic tactician with with his hands, um, like you kind of mentioned with Felix, that, that ability to get the offensive tackle's hands off of him. Um, he's not just a speed rusher. He does have a respectable repertoire of moves. He can beat you inside. He can beat you outside. And the other thing that really impressed me, I was like, this guy is just going to be a pass rusher. But he's strong against the run in spite of his size. Um, he is far more powerful than people give him credit for. Um, so I think he's kind of fallen into this mold where after almost the 40 time seems to be like a detriment to his draft stock, even though everyone's like, wow, this guy ran a four, three, eight, but they're like, oh, he's just a pass rusher. Oh, he's just a, a speed guy. Oh, he's, you know, overblown because of his combine performance. He's a brutal, brutal football player and he abuses tackles. Um, for someone at his size, I mean, if he adds a little bit of strength, he gets into an NFL weight room and starts to really get on like a strength program. Not that he's weak right now; he's already strong. But if he if he learns to use that even more efficiently, and if he develops his strength even further than where it already is, I mean, this guy could be fantastic. Yeah, you know, I the. And again, I've got a first round grade on him. I like him a lot as well. Um, I mean, even his bull rush at, at his size, I mean, he's still pushing, you know, tackles into the backfield. And it's uh, yeah. crazy. Um, and you're right. He, he plays tough. He plays way bigger than his listed size. Um, I do have a concern about durability. Sure. And that's why I've got him a little bit lower. 
Um, you know, he's had a couple injury issues, and I think a lot of it is due to his to his play style because he is so tough. And um, you know, I, I I think the the durability concerns that I have, and also is he going to get is he going to get drafted by a place that's going to know how to use him? True. You know that that is a big concern of mine. Um, if you get him with a with a great defensive mind, the sky's the limit. But if you get somebody that's getting too cute with him and trying to play him out of position, all of these types mm-hmm. of things, then then maybe you cap maybe you cap that upside. Uh, so I, again, I've got a first round grade on. I'm a really really like this player, um, but I just the durability thing is a concern for me, and I I hope he gets into a situation where he's not asked to do a bunch of things right off the bat. Yeah. You know, let him, let him focus on, on, you know, what he's, what he's best at. Um, but I mean, for a guy, his size to hold up in the run game, like he does is really something to see. So, um, great player. I just hope I'd love to see him in the right system. Yeah. I have, I have a bit of a fear that he ends up in like Atlanta. Um, and they don't know how to use him very well. Um, that that's kind of a fear for me that he becomes this like one trick pony and he's just a you know uses a pass rusher and they don't let him sort of flourish. Um, they don't try to get creative with him because he's the type of guy that with his speed you could line him up on on the edge and he was very he was very productive in college lining up outside but looping inside on a stunt yeah. or on a twist and and getting some momentum to barrel into the middle of that line and create a lot of disruption. So, um, you know, I'd love to see him go to a place where he's not the centerpiece of the defense. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see him go to a place like, for example, in Detroit, he can, you know, kind of play hand in hand with, with Aiden Hutchinson going to Seattle where they've got a, a good defensive scheme that I think he can play in the scheme, not be the scheme. Right. Um, so I agree with you. In all, or, or even like, a, for example, a place like uh, like Pittsburgh, where he's a rotational guy with TJ and Highsmith, and you know he comes in in certain packages, and and you know I don't know if you want to play that kind of you know draft someone at seventeen for that kind of role, but that would be a good place for him. I'm fearful of a place like Atlanta where they're going to ask him to be the centerpiece of the defense, or a place like Houston where he's going to be asked to be the centerpiece of a defense. Um, I would much prefer him go to a place with a good defensive-minded coach, landing spots like Detroit. Both, I think Detroit has two first-round picks. Seattle has two first-round picks. I think those would be great places for him to land. A place like Pittsburgh is a great place for him to land. Um, I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting right now, maybe like the L.A. Chargers, uh, places like that. But um, Minnesota could be another good one for him. Uh, Plenty of opportunities, but I don't think he's – you know, going to carry a defense. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of times when teams draft somebody like this, that, that is that versatile, they tend to, they tend to gravitate towards the, the old saying like, Oh, he can line up anywhere, anywhere on the field. And like, yeah, that's, that's great. But is that the most effective use for him? Do you just want to have a, a chest? Because we've seen that not work out. Yeah. Think about think about guys like Zayvon Collins, right? Who, yeah, they can line him up all over the field. Well, okay, but 
Is he playing his natural position? Is he is he playing out of position too often? Yeah, you know, there's and and, and frankly, there's a lot to learn there too from the from the mental aspect too. You're asked you're asked to maybe learn more than your normal rookie would, and and then you struggle, and it impacts your confidence. Exactly. So there's there's an aspect to that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so those are I think we talked about four guys, all first round picks. Uh, who else do you have a first round grade on? Uh, so I've got uh, Miles Murphy. Um, Miles Murphy, I think, uh, is maybe getting a little bit, um, maybe getting a little less love, uh, because folks are watching, watching his pass rush tape, yeah. uh, and kind of not seeing this dominant pass rusher. I think that they were expecting, yeah. um, my PSA to those folks is watch, watch him in the run game. Um, he's still young. He's got a great frame. He played very well at Clemson. He didn't have the sack production I think a lot of folks were looking for. Um, but listen, give this guy some time. Um, he was very, very productive in the run game. He's not going to get pushed back. He's your classic 4-3 uh, edge guy, um, hand in the dirt. Uh, he's he's somebody that, that needs refinement on his pass rush game. He's got some moves. He tends to get most of his sacks, though, just purely by effort plays, um, which I mean, there's there's a there's two sides to that coin, right? I mean, the effort is is good, and and you know, get, not giving up on a play like that's great, but he, he's not the type like you would see with uh, with Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, where they make one move and then it's just you know directly to the quarterback for a huge hit. I didn't see a lot of that on on Miles Murphy's tape. I think it's in there though. Um he's probably going to need the most developmental work uh of any of the guys that I got a first round grade on um on his on his pass rush specifically, but this guy's still well worth a first round pick. Yeah. Um you know, I'm I'm a little bit lower on Miles Murphy, and again, like we said before to the listener, like just because I have a guy and he's my number nine prospect, but he has a second round grade, and obviously still think he's a fantastic talent. Um, I do think he's one of the more overvalued prospects in this draft. It doesn't mean he's bad, um, but I do think if I'm going to be investing a first round pick in someone, he just doesn't win one on one in the pass rush game. Um, he looks the part, doesn't necessarily play it all the time, uh, does not win easily one-on-one. He is good against the run. He does set the edge very well. Um, so I like that component to his game. Um, but the other thing that I think is a concern for me is he does not have that great move set. Um, you know, like we talked about with Felix, Felix has this amazing repertoire. Will Anderson uses the bull rush as a template to use you know, to manipulate tackles with different moves. And, you know, Tyree Wilson wins with raw power and Nolan Smith wins with, uh, with this brutality and fantastic hands and speed, speed and power combination. I don't see a lot of that stuff from Miles Murphy. And, you know, in the NFL, you still win football games by pressuring the quarterback and I just don't see Miles Murphy do that enough. And I like a lot of what I see in the run game. I agree with a lot of what you had to say about his read and recognition, his ability to, to 
sort of stonewall the blockers and and kind of create the pile for other players to make plays around him. It's all very valuable in the NFL. Um, but if I'm going to be drafting an edge guy, I want him to be able to get to the quarterback because that's how I'm going to win football games in January and February. Um, I just didn't see too much of that from Miles Murphy. He's still a fantastic prospect. I still think that he's going to be a, a day one contributor in the NFL, but it's a little bit lower for me compared to some of the other folks I've got above him. Yeah, I agree with all that. I just, I he needs to be he needs to be a better finisher. Yeah, that's exactly. the biggest thing with him. Exactly. He it just there's a couple things in the pass rush where again I love the run game, but he can get stonewalled. And it's almost like he doesn't know what to do when he's engaged. Like he does the, the big thing when you look at Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, uh, and I especially would say this with Nolan Smith and Felix, their ability to disengage from the blocker to create that space to be able to get off of the block and to get that that blocker's hands off of them so they can make their moves. I don't see it as much from Miles Murphy uh, as I did from other folks in this class. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you got a first round grade on him. I have a second round grade. I think I mean a high second round grade. Again, if you're at the top end of that second round, you're you're going to be fine. You're going to get a quality prospect no matter what if you're looking for an edge guy. Uh, any other first rounders? Uh, I've got uh, Lucas Van Ness uh, out of Iowa as a as a first round guy. Um, this and now it's I now full disclosure. I'm a Steelers fan, and they they look like the Steelers because they're Iowa and they mauled their uniforms after the Steelers. Yeah, he wore 91, and I can't I can't get Aaron Smith out of my head yeah. when I watch him play. Um, this may be the most versatile guy in this class because if he gains a couple of pounds or loses a couple of pounds, like I could see him being an edge guy. I could see him being anywhere from like a, a three, four end. He could play a four, three end too. Like he's really impressive. I don't, I don't see him as like a speed rusher or anything like that. I, I, yeah. I did not see that on tape at all. Even when you and I watched his tape, I was like, this guy's not really an edge. He's more of like a, like a D lineman. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's also only a redshirt sophomore and he got on the field a ton. And the only reason he wasn't designated a starter is because there were two guys at either edge spot that were high character seniors that, that, you know, the coaching staff wanted to be quote unquote starters. Yeah. But this guy, like, he pushes the pile. He is a extremely he's extremely violent with his hands. He gets into blockers' chests and moves them back. He's great in the run game. Um, all it would take is a little more seasoning for him to to and and maybe like ten more pounds, and he could be one of the very best. Uh, like three, four ends, meaning, you know, hand in the dirt, right? Um, or he would have to gain a little bit of speed. I don't think I I don't think I like his fit best as a pure outside guy. I don't think that's his game. Yeah. But man, you watch him, his get off is unbelievable. Um, you know, his his first step is great. His hands are really powerful. Um 
there's a lot to like about Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, he's he's probably the hardest evaluation of this class for me. And the reason is, do I compare him to Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Nolan Smith, and Felix as an edge rusher? Because he doesn't stand a chance against those guys. It's almost right? a different position. Because it's almost a different position, exactly. And then, okay, so if that's the case, I can't compare him to those folks. But then again, I also can't compare him to like Jalen Carter and Kalijah Cansey um, and some of the interior guys in this class because they're just different animals, right? Like it's just a, there's a different skill set involved. He's not he's not as good inside as Carter or Cansey. He's not as good outside as Anderson, Wilson, Smith, and, and Felix. So he's a really weird evaluation for me. The the best way that I can look at him, I, I think he's a little bit overvalued because I don't think he's a polished prospect. I think yeah. there's he's powerful, but he's erratic. He's not a pure pass rusher, but he sets the edge well in the run game. He plays a little bit better on the inside than he does on the out, but but he's got that tweener thing going on. So he's a tough evaluation. I wouldn't take him in the top 15 because I'm just not sure what he is. Um, so that can be a little bit difficult for me when it comes to the evaluation for Lucas Van Ness. But the way I can kind of look at it, and I, again, I'm going to compare him to last year's first overall pick in Trayvon Walker. And I don't think he's as good of a player as Walker is. But he's just a disruptive force. Yeah. And very much like what we talked about with Nolan Smith, where Nolan Smith cannot be the centerpiece of a defense. He needs to play within a scheme and be used appropriately by a coaching staff. Lucas Van Ness needs to fall into the right place. He could easily be lost in the shuffle and be a bust, right? Even though maybe he shouldn't deserve that that tag on him. Or he goes into the right spot and he just becomes, you know, I'd love to see him in Kansas City. Yeah. I'd love to see him, but but I don't know if can he'll even fall to Kansas City. But putting him alongside other players, you know, for example, Chris Jones, who's very disruptive, someone who can play, you know, I can put him outside because he's you know kind of similar to George Karlaftis as kind of a bookend. Yeah, but I can move him to the inside as well, and he can kind of play like the Cam Hayward role, that kind of three technique sort of thing. There's so much you can do with him, but. If someone's going to pigeonhole him into saying you're an edge rusher or you're a defensive tackle in a base scheme, I don't know if he'll be successful in that role. If it's like, you know, we're going to put him into a package where he's, you know, going on the field alongside our, our best players just to disrupt, I think he's going to do really well. Um, very similar to how the Jaguars used Trayvon Walker opposite of Josh Allen. Yeah. So. I, I would love, I would love to see him as a three tech in a three, four. I think that that would be a really good fit for him and you could bump him out. Like I honestly, I'm talking into, I'm talking into, into the Steelers at 17, which I probably shouldn't be doing because yeah. I'm biased, but yeah. You never again, know. I can't get the 91 out of my head. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. Um, I have two other first round guys I want to get your opinion on. All right. Uh, Will McDonald. We'll start with Will McDonald, Iowa State. What did you see with Will McDonald? Um, man, he's sudden. He's yeah. sudden. He's he's got a fantastic first step. Um, you know, plays plays violent. 
uh, I think his sack production was was really good as it was, and it probably could have been better. Um, you know, there there wasn't there wasn't much not to like. I mean, I think he's uh, pretty good in the run game too, but you know, his his pass rush is more uh, exciting to me than than his his run defense at this stage yeah. of the game. Uh, he's got a great frame. Uh, again, pretty advanced in terms of pass rush moves. I put him right up there with the top guys in terms of, you know, his experience because he's he's been with the program for for you know four four plus years. Um, you know, he's he's had a lot of collegiate experience. Um, I love his get off. Um, you know, he, he plays through the whistle, uh, does not give up on the play. I watched him a couple of times run down plays from, from, you know, run was going, uh, to the opposite side and he still runs down the ball carrier. Um, there's a lot to like here too. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, another guy that's position versatile, you know, he's got the frame that he could do a couple of different things. Uh, a really big fan. I have him, uh, ranked right after Lucas Van Ness in my rankings. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I loved him. And, you know, it's, it's funny because we talk about it so much um, that there is not often a transracial comparison in <laughs> modern scouting, um, a la Toby Gearhart, Christian McCaffrey references um, or comparisons from back in the day. Um, but I see a ton of TJ Watt and Aiden Hutchinson in this guy's game. Um, wow. I think, you know, that's high praise. I don't know if he's quite to that caliber. Obviously, he's not at this stage of his career. Uh, but some of the the play style um, mimics what I saw from Aiden Hutchinson in his rookie year and, and TJ Watt. He uses his length better than anybody that, that I've probably seen in this class. Maybe even a little bit better than Tyree Wilson, though he's not as powerful as Tyree Wilson is. Um He's got excellent bend, excellent dip and rip. Um, he could use a little bit more diversity in his moveset, so I'd like to see him diversify his pass rush moves. Um, but he even drops into coverage well. Like I think Aiden Hudson had like three interceptions. I could easily see this dude having a similar uh, a similar number uh, in his rookie season. Uh, he's incredibly disruptive off of the edge. He has a fantastic first step, quick off the ball. Uh, quickly and easily out leverages tackles. Um, but I will also agree with your point. I think he could be stronger in the run game. Um, I do have a first round grade on him. I think he's a top 15 prospect. Um, one of my favorite players in the class. Yeah. And to your point around, you know, how well he uses his, his arm length, he, he's actually, you know, he's two, he's almost three inches shorter than Tyree Wilson, but his arms are only an inch shorter. He's got 34, 34 and a half inch arms. Yeah. And Tyree Wilson's are 35. Yeah. <laughs> so, like yeah. he's got like really long arms and I think he uses them effectively. Um, a lot to like about this guy. A yeah. lot to like. I, I actually saw a couple comps uh, for him uh, about like, you know, Leonard Floyd type, which mm, sure, you know, from a body type point of view, that's, that's pretty good. Although I think, you know, maybe Floyd was maybe a little bit more bendy than 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 he is, but man, that that dip and rip move, I just, oh, I love to see it. Yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic prospect. Again, a lot of folks are saying, oh, this is going to be a, a you know end of the first round, uh, early second round guy. I have him much higher on my board. Um, I would take him a lot earlier, but you know, 
we're not GMs. Maybe we should be. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> so um, cool. Uh, so the only other guy that I've got a first round grade on is Zach Harrison from Ohio State. So um, I've got him kind of again in that late first, early second round. Uh, but I loved his tape. I don't know if you had a chance to watch him. Yeah, Harrison, you know, is an interesting guy. I I think that he's got. I've got a second round grade on him. I, I love his size. Uh, I didn't see the same level of push uh, either in the pass or the run game that I saw in in some of the other guys' tape. Um, I think Harrison is still kind of a work in progress in that regard. Um, you know, he's not as sudden as a, as a Will McDonald. I've actually got him behind uh, one other guy. Uh, in my rankings. So I've got him as more of a, a second round guy, but that said he was productive in college. Uh, he's a high effort guy. Yeah. Um, he's got, he's got the size to, you know, really be disruptive and to be scheme versatile. Um, his hands are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's very technically refined in that regard. I would love to have seen him finish a little bit more, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of room for growth here. I think he's a great second round pick and I'm saying early second round pick. Yeah. Um, just didn't see the same kind of wow factor uh, with Harrison that I did with, with some of the guys that are higher up on my list. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I'll agree with a lot of the points that you made. Um, I think his awesome hands, I has a great dip and rip move. He gets excellent leverage on the offensive tackle. The thing that I actually uh, saw that, bumped him up my list a little bit um, because I've got him over Lucas Van Ness, Miles Murphy, Andre Carter. Um, But it's, it's close, right? I think all those guys are kind of within a tier of their own. They're all very good. Um, But the diversity that I saw, he's, he's fantastic on the edge, but in pass rush situations, sometimes Ohio state would move him inside over the guard yeah, I didn't it, like that they did that. You know, see, like, I thought he excelled in in that area, um, yeah. and I like that versatility. I don't know if it's the best thing for him. Um, yeah, that could have been just something similar where where Ohio State wanted to get all their rushers and on on a, a passing down, maybe something like that. Um, but he he showed some decent chops there, which led me to believe that he can be versatile. He was disruptive from multiple points of attack. Um, so I like him. I agree with you. Late first, early second round. Yeah, a lot to like. I mean, um, but I, I, you know, they they were comparing him to you know like Jadavion Clowney uh, yeah, early no. in his career, and I'm like, you know, I just I just don't. See, I would love to have seen the production, but to your point. Maybe he wasn't put in the best positions to, you know, be compiling statistically. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, you know, so there's, there's, there's a aspect to that too. So, you know, get him in the right scheme. You know, there, there, there's a lot of upside there. Yeah. And you said you had someone over, over Andre or uh, Zach yes. Harrison. Was it Andre Carter? Oh yeah. It's my guy. I love Andre Carter. Um, so Andre Carter from army, he's six foot seven, almost six foot eight, two fifty five. Uh, he's gotten a waiver from the armed services to play football. Uh, I think he originally came to army as a, I think it was a tight end or something like that. Um, but he, he's got 
just this really freakish blend of athleticism and size and he's pretty pretty good as a pass rusher but beyond that his his awareness and i know i know that's sometimes not necessarily talked about you know for an edge guy but his football intelligence is through the roof. Mm. I watched a play. He was lined up on the edge, and he was rushing the passer. And he sees a running back going out on a wheel route, completely changes what he was doing, runs 15 yards down the field, and makes a one-handed interception. <laughs> I was yeah. like, is this guy human? <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he's just so intriguing because of all the different things that you can potentially do with him. Um, I think he's only scratching the surface athletically. Now, he did lead the league, um, or lead, lead the um, uh, NCAA in sacks two years ago. Last year, he was the focal point of every offense, and you know he was doubled all the time. And I think that he, he certainly took his lumps in that regard. Um, but you can still see on the tape they needed to block him with two guys. Yeah. Um, this guy could. This guy's got a ceiling just as high as any other player in this class, and we've already mm -hmm. talked about how much we like all the other players in this class. Andre Carter could end up being a absolute steal, and he. I would not be surprised in the least if somebody doesn't take him in the first round. I think that highly of him. And he's he still needs to learn, you know, how to use his length most effectively. Yeah. You know, um, but there's a lot to like about Andre Carter. Yeah, I liked him as well. I've got a solid second round grade on him. I think he's an undervalued prospect based off of what the consensus would say. You know, most people aren't going to be talking about him in the first round. Uh, most people would probably give you a, a late second early third round grade on him, which I think is erroneous. Um, he's very quick off the edge. He plays with great pad level. Um, he uses length well, but I agree with you that he could improve that. Um, he could use more diversity in his pass rush moves, but again, I think he's coming into his own. I think he's starting to uh, to learn how to, to leverage his length better, uh, and that'll lead to him creating that diversity in his move set. Um, He's better against the pass than the run. Um, but again, I think he's a little bit lanky. So yes. I'd like to see him put some size on. And I think that will help him set the edge a little bit better. I think that'll help him work against some more powerful, stout players on the interior uh, of the offensive line. You know, Because when you're talking about you know eating up blocks, sometimes you've got to hold two guys um, in the run game. And so I think he needs to just get a little bit stronger. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think a fantastic prospect. Yeah, and, and Army used him as a stand-up rusher exclusively, which I thought was interesting. And it, it may have had to do with, you know, their their, you know, obviously defensive needs, but right. um to see a guy that big as purely a stand-up rusher is is interesting. But his frame he's probably got a frame that can support twenty more pounds of of, of good healthy weight. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it may not be instantaneous, but I think he's going to be a good one. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, well, awesome. So we've talked about a, a whole host of people in this the first hour here. Um, is there anyone we haven't talked about who's in your top 10? Uh, the only other one I have is uh, my number 10 in Mike Morris from the University of Michigan. Um, 
Really like him. Uh, he's almost 300 pounds. He's 6'6", 290. Um, he's kind of a little bit... He's. I, I see things in him that I, I just think a lot of defensive coordinators would sort of salivate at because... He plays so violent. He's he's got a very good quick. He's got a very quick first step, but he's so big that you could play him really anywhere along the defensive line. I mean, you could probably slot him in a tackle at some points. Yeah. Um. You know, I I'm just curious how his particular body type is going to translate to the next level. But that said, I mean. He's he had some really good productive um, years at 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 Michigan, um, but there are some things like I don't think he uses his hands effectively yet. Um, but you know, it, the guy had seven sacks last year. I mean, I, I think that there's there's definitely some things to like. Um, I think even though he's two ninety, I think he carries that weight very well. Um, so, you know, I, I almost think that he's sort of somebody that, yeah, you draft him the second round, but he kind of reminds me of, um, he kind of reminds me of like a Lamar Woodley where he's just like this oversized edge guy. Yeah. He's not the same body type wise, but that's, that's what I've got in my head probably because Woodley was also a Michigan guy, but, yeah. uh, yeah, l- like, like Mike Morris quite a bit. Yeah, I wonder if he's being overshadowed a little bit by someone who, you know, I think you and I have talked. I think we're a little bit, we view this prospect as a little bit overrated, but um, Mozzie Smith is someone who's getting like all the accolades um, across the board from Michigan. And, you know, looking at a guy like Mike Morris in comparison, I think he's a better prospect than Mozzie Smith. I think, you know, maybe it's, I don't know what it is. There's always those guys that, you know, they just, you know, they look like they're fantastic on paper or whatever. Um, but I think maybe Mike Morris is being overshadowed um, and not d- deservedly so. Yeah. I, every time I watch Mozzie Smith's tape, I, I find myself watching Mike Morris. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the only other guy that I had in my top 10 that we have not talked about is Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. Um, so he's a second round grade for me uh, again, you know, I think a very good prospect, uh, very good rip, excellent speed. Uh, if you listen to last episode, he was one of the reasons that Matthew Bergeron for the offensive tackle from Syracuse fell because of how he was abused by Isaiah Foskey in their <laughs> matchup. Um, uh, Foskey's got a powerful punch, uh, gets off the ball really well. Very nice first step. Not quite as explosive as some other guys in the class that we've talked about, but, uh, still gets off the ball really well. Um, He's a he's a pass rush specialist. I don't think this guy is as strong in the run as some other players in the class, which is why he's a little bit lower on my list. Uh, and the other thing is, if he doesn't beat you with speed and he doesn't win off the snap, he's not going to win. Uh, he can get stifled if an offensive lineman sort of mirrors him very well um, or gets their hands on him. Um, so I think he needs to get a little bit stronger. And I think he needs to develop a little bit more of that uh, technical acumen with his hands to make sure that he's not getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage uh, and not just winning with speed, but learning to win with the combination of speed, 
power, leverage, uh, and being a tactician with his hands. Um, otherwise, I think he's a fantastic prospect. I think he's a good developmental guy that you can grab in the second round. Uh, I would use him strictly on third downs as a rookie, and then as his skill set continues to grow, um, I would look to integrate him more fully into my defense. Yeah, I feel for Foskey a little bit, just because I think there's a lot of years where he would have been a top 20 pick. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, but there's just so many good edge guys in this class that that he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But he was a really good player in his own right, and you know, for for several years, he was their best pass rusher at Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I, I mean, I won't re- reiterate a lot of the points that that you made, but this is another guy that you could take in the second round, and you know, uh, he'll be at least a very effective rotational pass rusher early in his career. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I liked Foskey. He, he rounded out my top 10. Um, so I think we, we touched on all the top 10 guys. Um, we're right at the hour mark. So let's talk about a couple other ones. I want to do this class justice. Um, you know, who outside of your top 10 do you want to talk about? Um, you know, because again, we've talked about how, just because a guy's not in our top 10 doesn't mean he's not a second, you know, top tier player, second round pick, something like that. So I've got a, I've got kind of a, a Bruce Irvinish guy for you. Okay. Um, guy named Isaiah land out of Florida A&M. Okay. Uh, he, he got out of high school at 195 pounds. He's six four two twenty five. Um, he was absolutely dominant rushing the passer at Florida A&M granted, not, you know, the highest level of competition. Um, but he gets, he's got a really good first step, gets out of his stance. Well, um, you know, he, he's, he's serviceable in the run game. Uh, I don't, I mean, he looked good. He looked good in on, on tape against lower competition. I don't know well how, how well that really translates. Mm-hmm. This is not a guy that is going to be an every down player in the NFL, but this is a guy that could potentially develop as a, you know, maybe a fourth or fifth round pick uh, into somebody that is that situational pass rusher, a la like a like a Bruce Irvin type. Yeah. Uh, I don't see him on the field on on running downs, but there's some upside here. You know, he's a little bit of a late bloomer, um, but, you know, th- there's there's some things that that. You know, he's got from a tools perspective, I think his hand usage is is relatively advanced, needs to work on on, you know, diversity of, of pass rush moves. You know, I, a lot of times I see him just trying to run by the tackle, but he's so athletic that he does. Yeah. Um, so that that is one person that's maybe a little bit later of a, of a pick that, you know, is, is somebody to have on your radar. Yeah. One of the other guys that I'll mention that I think is undervalued, I'll go to the other side of the defensive line at Clemson, uh, K.J. Henry. Um, this yeah. guy actually popped on tape a little bit more for me than Miles Murphy. Um, you know, Miles Murphy, I think, still is the better prospect just on sort of his raw power and his uh, – his run ability, but KJ Henry is not someone to be trifled with. Um, he's got a really great inside move uh, in the pass rush game where he sort of stabs his foot outside and then breaks underneath the tackle. Um, so he gets that tackle moving out and then breaks inside uh, and he rips underneath them um, between the tackle and the guard. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. I, I saw him leverage that on a few different occasions. Uh, it was very disruptive against the run and the pass. 
Um, he parses the run very well, so his read and react against the run uh, was really impressive to me. Uh, he's got really good strength. He's not as strong as Miles Murphy, but um, he's definitely stout. Um, he needs to improve his pass rush repertoire, so I'd like to see him get that diversity of moveset, which I think is a problem for some you know, not everyone's going to be Felix. Not everyone's going to be Will McDonald or 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 um, Will Anderson. Um, so I think he could, with the right coaching and in the right system, uh, I think he'd be a really solid contributor day one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any other ones for you? Uh, there's there's one other guy that I'll mention. Um, and forgive me if I butcher his name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, Adeto Adeto Miwa Adebaware. Yeah, Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah. He's he's the kind of guy that like 30 years ago is that sort of undersized defensive end that the Steelers would would draft and then then make an outside linebacker and they'd have a great career. He kind of reminds me of of that sort of mold. He's only 6'2, he's 275. Uh, but the thing that I like about him is that he's he's his his engine never stops. He's constantly in a in a pass rush rep. He never gives up on the rep. He's always got counter moves. His hands are always moving. Um, he's got he's got some some really good traits uh, that I think would would allow him to to be a contributor. I don't necessarily know what he what he is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if he's got the the movement skills to to be out in in a in a three four edge type role. Um, but I think there's a place for him. Uh, you know, I, I, he's not very long, you know, his, his arms are, are, uh, you know, arm length is never going to be a strength for him. Um, but he just seems to find a way, uh, to get to the quarterback, to impact the play. Uh, this guy is probably a better football player than athlete. Um, and I always like those types of guys because they always seem to find a way. Um, so, you know, keep an eye on him. He's got great burst. Um, I I just don't know where he fits. He's kind of a tweener. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of upside for him. He could probably he could he's likely a second or third round pick in 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 my book. Yeah, I, I watched some tape on him. Um, I don't think you can play him at the edge. I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think I just, he's as I don't think he's good enough to do that. Um, I, I saw him get stonewalled by left tackles quite a bit, um, just because he he doesn't have the speed. Um, what I would probably do with him, I think he's better on the inside. He's very disruptive, but he's a little bit erratic. What I would do is I would make him my nickel defensive tackle. Oh. So passing situations, playing in the middle, you know, you know it's a passing down. I'd rotate him in, you know, get kind of my run stuffer out of the game. I'd put him in in the place, and I would tell him just to go crazy and try to eat up as many blocks as he can or just get after the quarterback. I think that's probably his best role in the NFL until he starts to refine his skill set. Yeah, I, I like that. And I, you know, the only thing that I question is whether he's even got the frame to put on more weight. Cause I don't think he does. I think he kind of is what he is. So, so yeah, maybe he's sort of a, a, a nickel inside, you know, pass rusher. Yeah. But then again, there's, there's a market for that too. So, you know, um, he's more, maybe more of a situational guy, but, um, 
you know, I, I just, I love the effort. Uh, you know, I love the motor and, and something like that would be great on, on passing downs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I've got two more that I want to mention just briefly touch on, cause I feel like they, they deserve to be talked about. Um, I've got, uh, at my 11, um, so just outside of my top 10 and easily probably could have been in the top 10, depending on, um, the way things shaked out, but Tuli Tui Puloto from USC. Mm-hmm. I've got a second to third round grade on him. Um, probably closer to a second round grade. Um, he's a big, long, fast defender, um, but he's got a high motor, uh, does a very good job keeping the offensive tackles hands off of him. Uh, if the tackle does engage, he disengages very well. Um, he's got good speed and a pretty decent bend. Uh, he's equally effective against the run in the pass. Um, so I really liked him. He's someone who I, I think I want to give a little bit of props to. Um, he's, he's a very high motor dude. Um, and I like guys like that. Um, and he can get to the quarterback clean, but he can also get to you with just high effort plays. Um, so I think he'll be an effective contributor as well. The other one I want to call out is Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. He doesn't look super fast or super explosive on tape, but he's very powerful. And if he does get engaged where, where, um, uh, uh, Tui, um, Tui Peloto from USC will find a way to get the hands of the offensive tackle off of him. Um, Isaiah McGuire will just be powerful and overpower the Austin tackle, whether they have hands on him or not. Um, he played against top tier competition in the SEC. He's a very disciplined player. He excels against the run, sets the edge very well. He has a decent um, dip and rip move. Uh, he could use a little bit, you know, again, more diversity in his move set, but he's probably one of the more powerful prospects in the class. I'd just like to see him get a little bit more explosive. Um, I've got him at number 12, just below Tui, uh, Tui Peloto and just above KJ Henry. Um, but again, solid prospect, second to third round grade. I love it. Man, there's a lot of depth in this class. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's I mean, we didn't even touch on guys that are third, fourth rounders that, I mean, they're, they're still going to be quality players, uh, quality situational guys uh, in the NFL. I and mean, we really have only touched on, you know, the surface of the first rounders and, the, um, you know, second, third rounders. Well, maybe we'll do a, uh, maybe we'll do a deep cuts with some of our uh, favorite late round guys. Yeah, we can do things like that. So, all right. Well, um, like last time, what we'll do is we'll run through the rankings real quick. Um, so actually, you know, Bill, just just to give this classes just do, let's go with our top uh, 15, if you have 15. If you don't, that's totally fine. Um, just go through however many you have, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up. All right. Well, uh, I only have a top 10, um, so I'm just going to do my top 10. But uh, number one, I've got Will Anderson. Number two, I've got Tyree Wilson. Number three, I've got Felix and Udike Uzama. Uh, number four, I've got Miles Murphy. Number five, Nolan Smith. Number six, Lucas Van Ness. Number seven, Will McDonald. Number eight, Andre Carter. Number nine, Zach Harrison. And number 10, rounding it out, Mike Morris. Awesome. Awesome. Um, perfect. I've got a number one, Will Anderson from Alabama. Number two, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Number three, Nolan Smith from Georgia. 
Number four, Felix Anudike Uzama from Kansas State. Number five, Will McDonald from Iowa State. Number six, Zach Harrison from Ohio State. That rounds out all of my guys with first-round grades. So six guys with first-round grades. Um, Number seven, I've got Andre Carter from Army. Number eight, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Number nine, Miles Murphy from Clemson. Number 10, Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. Number 11, Tui, Tui Puloto from USC. Number 12, Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. That rounds out all of my second round guys. Uh, number 13, KJ Henry from Clemson. Um, number 14, Adetomiwa Adeboware, Northwestern. Um, and number 15, Keon White, who we didn't touch on, um, but I think he's a, a pretty powerful, versatile defender uh, from Georgia Tech, uh, who rounds out my 15. Uh, I have third third round grades on them. Nice. All right. Great class. I'm looking forward to seeing where these guys land. Um, tons of good landing spots for these folks. So hopefully... Uh, you know, we're going to see these guys get to the quarterback here soon. Yes, we will. The draft rapidly approacheth. All right. We will be back uh, probably in the next week or so. Uh, probably wide receivers. Zach and I are going to be touching on wide receivers. Bill and Zach are going to be looking into the running back class. Uh, a lot to talk about uh, for 2023. Love it. All right. We'll see you, folks. Thanks, everybody.